She's mad. Because every six months, you want to roll up in here and tell people what to do. But this is a 24-7 job. Mm. Do you understand me? I don't care what you think about her. This woman, the mother of your child, she is a damn good mother. Whether she's sick, when she's tired, when she just plain old don't feel like it. She don't have anybody to pass the baton to. Nobody here to pass it to. She's the first one up in the morning and the last one to go down at night. She's the mother, the father, the doctor, the nurse, the chauffeur, the therapist. And if she decides to leave her son behind and go chase after her dream, well, we're done to it, people. So you may not like her, but you damn sure go respect her. And you are going to thank her because without her, you couldn't do what you're doing. So that was a very, I don't know, very dramatic scene from a show that I'm currently watching called Love Is. And it's a beautiful show. It touches on a couple's story of how they met, how they came to be and how they continue to thrive, I guess. Um, but that particular scene was pertaining to one of the main characters, Yasir, and he is the father of a growing son, but he left where his son is to go pursue his dreams. Now, that isn't the case for every father. Some fathers just don't care to be involved. Some fathers do indeed want to follow their dreams, or some fathers just plain old just don't want to be around so I guess why this was so emotional for me to watch and to record to share with you guys was because I don't think I ever really speak on the relationship I have with my children's father and to be completely honest it's not that it's anyone's business it's not that anyone cares to know but I feel like my podcast is a means for me to, you know, release a lot of tension I don't get to release with either my peers or him. So this scene perfectly described everything I feel I've gone through since before they were born until present times. You know, I am the first person who has to wake up and prepare them for school. And before they started school, I was up you know, warming bottles and getting things ready. And I'm always the last one to go to bed because when they're finally asleep, I like to enjoy the silence. You know, I feel like mental health has been, mental health, mental health has become extremely, you know, prevalent now. It's it's something that a lot of people still are afraid to speak about, but definitely I just feel like it's brought up a lot more and I feel like for my mental stability, I needed, I needed quiet. I needed peace and quiet. And I feel like that's why I stay up till all hours of the night. And people ask me, how come you don't get sleep? I'm like, listen, sometimes silence is so much more precious than sleep to me. Because I need that headspace in order for me to carry on through my next day. And sometimes my next day isn't even a bit easier. Sometimes it's the same madness or it's worse. 
you know, and I feel like people still don't give mothers enough credit. Mother's Day doesn't even do us justice. And I'm not even a seasoned veteran yet when it comes to motherhood, but I have so many years to go. My job never stops. And I feel like men have their own struggle, which I can respect. But at the same time, I feel like they're never, or can't say never, but a lot of the time I feel like they're not held accountable. You know, I feel like sometimes men are spoiled because we have this queen mentality. Women, when I say we, we as women have this queen mentality that we need to treat every man like a king. But not every man deserves that title because a lot of men are not kings. A lot of men are jesters. A lot of men are jokers. A lot of men still have so much maturing to do. They may be princes, but they still have yet to mature into the into the king that they're supposed to be. And I feel like because we put men on this pedestal, because we praise them for the things that they're supposed to be doing anyhow, their actions don't get any better. Some men don't know how to transform themselves because of them being spoiled throughout their upbringing, you know, them being told, well, you know what, you're the man of the house. I got to I got to make sure your lunch is packed. I got to make sure, you know, everything is together so you can leave the house, go to work and that's it. All you have to do is work, honey. I got to say in in all my years of life and I'm there hasn't been that many. Work is the easiest thing I've ever had to do. If I have to compare it to motherhood, work is the easiest thing I could go do. Because I at the end of the day when that time sheet runs out, when my shift is over, or, I can leave work at work, but when you come home, it's a second job. And it's not to say that you don't love that job or you don't enjoy the people that you do things for, but it's a lot. It becomes strenuous. And if you don't take care of yourself in the meantime, in between time, you know, you can take it out on the people that you love and that's not healthy. You know, I noticed that with men... I'll see them do things and I'll see them take care of their children. And I'll be like, wow, that is beautiful. And I'm like, why am I in shock that a man is doing what he's supposed to do? And I feel like, wow, like I've really been conditioned to see that as something great, something amazing when it's something that should already be done. And that's probably the thing that I want to stress the most here is that we need to hold everyone accountable, women included, men included, children, children, sorry, but especially the men in our lives. I'm going to take it to a different topic here. Um, I came into contact with like a person I know from the States and he, he told me about a story about his friend and um, how she was sexually assaulted. And he explained to me that, like, she knew her attacker. She Her attacker was her, a former friend. And the next day, he acted like it was nothing. Like, oh, it was just a joke. I was playing around. And she very much so knew that it wasn't a joke. She very much so knew that he was not playing. He was very serious. And he didn't take her feelings into consideration. And she didn't feel she needed to go to the police. Why? Because she knew him. Also, there's victim shaming. Well, what were you wearing? Did you invite him? Were you 
what hints did you give him? And I'm like, wow, this disgusting behavior is actually becoming so normalized that like we actually think it's okay to say, well, what you're wearing is grounds for rape. What you're wearing, wearing, it can, it can ultimately play a role in whether or not you'll survive the next day or the next night. I think that's disgusting. Like we we raise our daughters to be self-conscious. We raise our daughters to be aware of the clothes that they put on before they leave the house. But we don't raise our sons to treat women with the respect that we definitely deserve. We don't raise our sons to respect the women who don't even respect themselves. And that's how we need to raise men. That's how we begin to raise men. By teaching them how to treat women. Because the moment they're open and exposed to that gentler side, I feel like the world would be such a, like, a nicer place. A lot of the violence that takes place is so unnecessary and can be prevented if we truly care about the way that we're raising our sons and stop putting so much weight on our daughters. Because like I said, I understand that men have their own struggles and a lot of it is unavoidable because it may not necessarily have anything to do with their upbringing, but it may have something to do with their environment. Even still, teach our boys, teach our boys to be men, teach our boys to be good men to our women. And that's the key for us to prosper, period. Because everything I've gone through as a mother as just a plain old woman, as a human being, a lot of it has to do with how I've been treated by a man. And I'm not saying none of it is my fault because obviously I know my faults as a human being. I know what I have to work on within myself. But I feel like a lot of the time, once we've passed that self-evaluation, we look at the things that shaped and molded us in our history And like I said, a lot of my history has some sort of traumatic experience with a man or not even necessarily traumatic. That's putting a lot of weight on it, but something involving a man. So I don't know. I just feel like we need to really come together and raise our boys right and continue to raise our men. Because a lot of the times I'm still seeing men who need to grow up. And like, I'm going to leave you with a simple saying that age doesn't equal maturity. Experience does. You've been listening to the Supreme Life Podcast.